The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Before we meet our guests and before we also hear about the hotels, the amount of money they've been making from hosting asylum seekers, let's hear a little bit of what Taoiseach Leo Varadkar had to say when in Limerick today when he condemned the burning of a migrant camp in Dublin last Friday evening. These are human beings and uh, no human being should be treated in the way um, uh, that, that um, people were treated uh, with those protests and the fires uh, the other night and I condemn it unreservedly. Um, I know the Guard Commissioner is uh, involved and is carrying out a full investigation so that we find who is responsible and make sure they're brought to justice so they can't uh, harm anybody else. Um, and we know as a government that we have responsibilities as well. And Minister Gorman is uh, working really hard to try and find uh, shelter and accommodation uh, in the next couple of days. And we really are doing all we can uh, when it comes to that. Um, Let's not forget the bigger picture here. You know, in the last year or so, uh, we've taken in 100,000 people from other parts of the world, uh, mainly from Ukraine, but from other parts of the world as well. And almost all of those have been provided with accommodation. Um, But it's a refugee crisis on the scale that we've never experienced in our history. Uh, And yes, you know, we are at a point where um, we're finding it difficult to uh, provide accommodation to everyone who comes here, but um, we'll certainly turn nobody away. Jack Parr, news reporter with the Irish Times. Tell us what you saw on Upper Sandwich Street over the weekend. Yeah, so um, on Friday evening, there was a protest from a group of um, anti-immigration protesters targeting a camp that had been set up there in recent weeks, um, which was kind of, a, a, I think around 10 people or so were, were kind of sheltering there. Um, and a, a kind of a separate, a kind of parallel um, pro-refugee demonstration, um, I suppose, was kind of met the, the anti-immigrant kind of protesters with Gardaí separating both groups um, you know, kind of quite a tense standoff um, over a number of hours on Friday evening. And then it seems at some later point when the, the main group of um, protesters on both sides had kind of dissipated, videos circulating on social media um, showed a group of um, young men dismantling this makeshift um, asylum seeker camp that had been set up on Upper Sandwich Street and then later videos which were widely shared um, showed the, the camp in, in, in flames effectively. So I, I was up there on, on Saturday morning afterwards um, and you know, you know it had obviously at that point been um, been abandoned. There was there was no one there but among the kind of the um, the debris of the fire were you know, various different um, belongings, such as sleeping bags, suitcases, uh, you know, toothbrushes, books, um, cooking utensils, um, cans and tins of food, and, and that kind of thing, and and tents um, amid kind of burnt burnt out mattresses and couches where the the small group who were homeless had been um, sheltering in in the days beforehand. Stay there, Jack. Lucky Kambule is with us as well from the movement of asylum seekers in Ireland because presumably there was limited personal belongings that these people have. Were they all destroyed in this fire? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for having me. Yes, everything was destroyed. The little that they had was destroyed. Blankets, tents, uh, belongings, laptops, whatever. That they, uh, One guy had a laptop as well. So everything was just destroyed in in a minute. And where are these people now? Have they been looked after since? They no, they they're not being looked after. They uh, went to to the to the camp that is outside the, the the IPO, squatting with the other guys there. So they're just squeezing in one tent. Maybe there's two guys in one small tent at the moment, just to. 
to find uh, some some comfort of some sort, uh, and uh, they've they've nowhere to go so far. These people who have been in the tents on Mount Street for a number of weeks now at this stage, have they been offered any other form of accommodation that isn't outdoor? They have not been offered any kind of accommodation by the International Protection Office. Uh, some people have been there from February uh, uh, in, in these tents and they are waiting patiently to be emailed or called by the IPAS to say that there is an accommodation. So it's an ongoing thing since January this year where this, the, the lads have not been accommodated and it is scary to them. I must say it is scary what they've experienced now. When I was there two weeks ago, uh, they, they, there were no signs of this happening, but they were skeptical of, uh, of this thing could happen. But when it happened, yeah, it just scared them. Lucky Taoiseach Leo Varadkar also said today that we don't have enough Gardaí on the streets to actually deal with these type of attacks. How unsafe are immigrant people feeling at present because of the nature of the protests and now this attack? Everyone is, does not feel, feel safe. This, remember, this started in December where people were being uh, 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 attacked in, in their own homes or hotels. At least they were covered there. And now, with these people who are exposed to everything, they don't have any support in terms of safety. There's no one. Until this happened now, where there was... Uh, there were the, the, when I went there on Saturday, there were two guards that were there, uh, just to, 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 to monitor the situation. But the thing is, that needs to be monitored 24-7 at this stage. You know, uh, the fact that the, 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 the Taoiseach to say that there isn't enough uh, guards or, or, or police to be able to, to be everywhere, but that is a high-risk kind of a situation. They know that there are anti-migrants groups that are attacking people. They know they need to be proactive whereby people are exposed in that, in that way, not to wait for things to happen before they act. Even now, they don't have to wait for a person to be injured or even killed for them to realize that this is not the way to, be, to accept uh, uh, people living in this way. More than we know about him, the numbers he's talking about, we, 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 we know about that, but at the same time, these are human beings, and it is his responsibility as the head of the government to make sure that everyone who comes in this country is safe. Talk, talk cannot take us anywhere. People need safety. People need protection for them to be able to live with their, with their, uh, their lives continuously. Jack Parr of the Irish Times, has the International Protection Office explained why it is that it has been unable, it seems, to find accommodation for those people who have been camping in tents outside it for weeks now? Yeah, so basically since the end of January, um, the department's kind of transit hub that it's running in the City West Convention Centre um, has been at capacity. And I suppose that was really previously acting as kind of an, an overflow um, you know, facility where people would spend a, a brief period of time before being um, sourced, you know, accommodation in a hotel or um, a guest house or a B&B or, or, or another kind of site or direct provision centre. And effectively what's happened is all that other accommodation that the state has leased or contracted is full and they're having 
you know, incredible difficulties finding more, while at the same time, um, some contracts have been, um, uh, some kind of contractors have, have, have walked away from contracts or not renewed contracts. Um, so that kind of serviced accommodation that the department described this has been full City West, um, the Convention Centre and Transit Hub has been full since late January. So there's very little, I suppose, extra room in the system to accommodate the numbers that continue to arrive. So the department, um, you know, has been prioritising women and children and, and families. But um, but really, since late January, there's been this issue where, um, in many cases, single men who arrive have effectively been just left sleeping rough. Um, you know, at times for at times for weeks before a spot or a bed somewhere can be um, can be sourced for them. Tell us as well the research you've done into the amounts of money paid by the government to hotels for accommodation. Yeah, so this is something that um, the Irish Times wanted to look into in terms of who is um, who, who's getting paid the you know, significant kind of um, millions uh, to provide accommodation to Ukrainian refugees or asylum seekers. We initially asked the department um, under the Freedom of Information Act um, for a breakdown, you know, of the, the top um, highest paid providers, and they refused to disclose that. Um, so we went about analysing um, logs of um, individual payments made by the department, um, which they're required to publish on a quarterly basis and, and basically adding all them up. Um, so we found the TIFCO Hotel Group, um, which previously ran the mandatory hotel quarantine system um, between several companies, was paid more than £80 million, um, last year uh, by the department to provide accommodation. One of the other significant providers was um, Tetrac Capital, who's Cape Wrath, um, company own the City West Hotel and the convention centre that's been used as a travel hub. And, you know, other kind of um, significant providers would be um, well-established private contractors in the direct provision system. Um, so Mosney Unlimited were paid 15 million. Um, yeah, Bridge.care paid 14.7 million. Mill Street Equestrian Services paid 14.7 million. Um, and all those primarily provide and run direct provision centres. Um, to the department. Thank you very much. Jack Parr from the Irish Times and Lucky Kambule from the Movement of Asylum Seekers in Ireland. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.